I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Where are you going? First things first. No! <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I haven't played in so long. <laughs> oh this is exactly Bob's daydream. <laughs> it's, I'm, I have not picked up the banjo in a long time. This is not a banjo moment. Not a banjo moment. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Ooh-wee-oo, I look just like chip chip Uh-oh, and you're... Mary Tyler Moore? There you go. I did like that chip chip Thank you. <laughs> chip chip everyone. Before we get to this episode itself, before we get to those end credits to this episode, before we get to Skylar's sides, we have a new patron to thank. Oh, yay. What and we have to a burger pun their name. Let's hear it. So thank you very much, Buzzy Marker. Love that name so much. I asked Fuzzy Marker if Fuzzy Marker wanted me to burger pun the name Fuzzy Marker, and they said, absolutely. So moving forward, Fuzzy Marker, you'll be known as the Fungi Starter Burger. Skylar, explain that one. Okay, we had to put our heads together on this one. So it's a mushroom slider that is it, a, an appetizer, a burger appetizer before your actual burger. It's like Skylar's sides, the fun facts before the fun facts. This is a burger before, before the, the burger. burger. Yeah. I'm sorry, so, but mushroom, like a Gruyere or Swiss, some caramelized onions. I think we would come up uh, with something pretty damn good yeah. for the fungi starter burger. Yeah. So thank you so much, Fuzzy Marker. Uh, we're so excited to have you on Patreon. We hope you're enjoying all those uh, bonus episodes we have there. Uh, we hope you're you're in the Discord, interacting with everyone. They're amazing. And if you'd like to have your name, Burger Pund, on the show right here and get all of that extra goody stuff over there at Patreon, mm-hmm. we are at patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. It's called the Bob's Credit Secret Menu. Go have some fun. Woo-woo. I kick it over to you, Skylar. 
Are you ready for Skylar Sides, the fun facts before the fun facts? Dish it, girl. I have broken my own rule. I feel like every week I break my own Skylar Sides rule. Technically, this fun fact should wait until next season Halloween's episode. So I just found out that the B story from that episode where Teddy as the sexy nurse takes care of Bob after he broke his leg is almost beat for beat the plot of Misery. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? Sure, yeah. You already knew that. No, I, now that now that you mention it, yeah, of course it's... But I'm not like, I'm telling you it is beat for beat. Okay. Now, Screen Ramp pointed this out for me, but I went and did some deep dives because Max and I, as he's just mentioned recently, we watch a horror film every day in October, the month of October, we recently watched Misery, not for the first time. It is one of our, it's one of my favorite, like, spooky season films. And it really holds in general, up. It's so good. It's so good. So if you have not watched Misery or read the Stephen King book Misery, just fast forward through this. I think what you should do is treat yourself tonight. Go watch Misery. It's the perfect length. It's the perfect pace. B- amazing acting. Go watch that. And then go watch Wolf of Wharf Street and then come back to this. No, finish the episode, but then you can come back to this. What you want to do is fast forward so you don't get any spoilers here <laughs> and then go watch the episode and then listen to the rest of this episode and then go watch Misery <laughs> and then go watch the Wharf, Wolf of Wharf Street. Oh my gosh, I knew get that? this Who's- is going to be a hard one to my explain. My brain is broken. It only took us nine minutes That's, to break our brains. Yeah, that might be a record for us. Yeah. Okay. So Screen Ramp pointed this out to me. And so then I went and rewatched this B story and I was blown away by all the little hidden misery facts that I found. Okay. First of all, Teddy's a nurse. First of all, Teddy's a nurse. Mm-hmm. How great is that? If you don't know, well, you should know because you've watched Misery you, now. You did everything we just told you to do. <laughs> so you do know. So Annie is a nurse, a fired nurse. Okay. That's one. Two, when there's news footage of what's going on, they're talking about this book series, Bosom Bloodies. Okay. okay. Teddy goes, oh, I read those books. Okay. So now we're hinting at Annie reading, what's his name? Paul Sheldon's books. Paul Sheldon's books and being obsessed with them. Next, obviously, Bob is bedridden. But next, Teddy feeds Bob soup. If that doesn't get any more misery, I don't know what does. Does he spill some soup and then flip out? No. Okay. But... Then, and I wasn't thinking that they would go this far. Do you remember when Sheldon is just like, I need my pills. I need them right now. Because Paul Sheldon. Paul not, Sheldon. Not young Sheldon, for those of you who Did I just enjoy, say that? enjoy the big, no, you didn't say young Sheldon, <laughs> the Big Bang Theory prequel show or whatever it is. Do you remember in Misery when he's like, I need my pills because he needs to get Annie out of there so that he can hide the pills he stole yeah so bob does that whole thing he's like i need my pills and then he takes the handcuffs and he hides them exactly where paul does in that 
space in his like shirt and pants. Oh, I love it. And then Teddy comes back exactly how Annie says it in misery. And he goes, you look sweaty, which is exactly how it happens in misery. Wow. I love that. Isn't I can't that believe wonderful? we didn't notice. We didn't notice that after watching it 8,000 times, both of them. I know. Like episode. we are true misery fans. Yeah. The movie, not like. Not, well. Yeah. Anyway, so, and then, of course, Bob falls off the couch, so it's Misery. Go watch Misery and appreciate it more. There's not the worst part of Misery, though, which, even if you've watched it, I won't oh mention what God. it is. If you've seen it, you know the worst part of Misery. It's horrible. It never leaves you. Yeah. Luckily, that's not in that episode. Teddy uh, would never. Too dark. Yes. Too dark for even Bob's. Well, All right, so that that's was fun. Not- Are you ready to play a little Bob Hunter Max fun? Oh, good lord, yes. To get lord, us back yes. into the... The groove. We are doing burger puns this week. Oh, yay. Okay. Wow. That I couldn't tell if that was sarcastic or no, not. it really wasn't. I'm very excited. Your first pun is the clear and present ginger burger. Sorry. I have to be so honest with you. I was writing a recipe in my head for <laughs> <laughs> that mushroom burger. Oh, I love that. I want to make a recipe for our patrons, and I'm thinking... Of a burger right now. <laughs> anyway, can you repeat that? Are you ready now? Can you? I is am. the mushroom burger out of your head? Because we not talk really, about but this. I'm ready. I okay. can multitask. Okay, the clear and present ginger burger. I don't get it. Clear and present danger. Oh, it's a Tom Clancy novel movie. Uh Bob's. Yes. Because you're not a Tom Clancy fan. <laughs> True. Video killed the Radicchio star burger. Video kill the ridiculous star. Max? Bob. No. Your next pun is never gonna give blue up. Blue cheeseburger. Never gonna give blue up. I love that. I'm just gonna give it to you because I want it to be so bad. Yes. I love it. And your final pun is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollow Burgers. Please burgers. be Max. Holla burger. Holla burger. And the Deathly Holla burger. Yes. I love that one. Thank you. Okay. Good job, Skylar. Thank but you. But we are ready to get in this episode. Good Lord, yes. I know. I know. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for Season 7, Episode 8, please? The title is Ex Machina. When Tina springs her ankle, she's given a robot to attend school for her, and Jimmy Jr. and Tina Robot hit it off in the AV closet. Tina desperately wants to go with Jimmy to the bonfire, but Jimmy only wants to go with Robot Tina so that she can support his museums. Meanwhile, Jean and Louise secretly control the robot at night at school, and Bob, well, he's searching for that perfect banjo moment. This episode came out on January 8th, 2017. It was written by Greg Thompson and directed by Brian Luschiavo. And uh, we've had a big jump. I think the last episode we had was in November and then December, I guess, probably like football, bumped Bob's Burgers left and right. And now we're in January 8th. Big, big jump from 2016 to 2017 for those of you who are waiting in between episodes. Skylar and I weren't watching Bob's yet, so we didn't have that. Uh, heartache throughout December. We feel for you. We're sorry. 
tell me about this episode, Skylar. First of all, the title is a play on Ex Machina, one of my favorite movies. Skylar's rolling her eyes because I love that movie so much. It bothers her, even though she enjoys that movie, but not as much as I love that movie. Well, I've only seen it once. I think we saw it in theaters together. Yes, we did. Um, did we? We saw it in theaters? Yeah, because I remember walking out of the movie and talking about how it was one of the... We were like on an escalator leaving the movie theater. We were talking about one of the Harry Potter actors that was in it. Domhnall Gleeson, who is currently on The Patient on Hulu, which oh, we've been watching. Oh my gosh. You have to watch that show. Yeah. It's, it's so good. I think this is how he pronounced his name. Dom. There's an H in there. Nall Gleason. Yeah. He's the oldest Weasley brother in the Harry Potter. The one that you barely see in the movies. He's had quite the career. Yeah. He's in like the Star Wars movies, the new Star Wars movies, but it's him and Oscar Isaac. Oh, sorry. He fell asleep. Yes. Yeah. When you say Star Wars, I just fell asleep. Hey, I'm with you. Okay. I want to ask you, do we want to start with Bob's little storyline? The banjo? Yeah. Because we kicked off the episode with that yeah. little uh, intro? Yes. Skylar, this is this is your time to complain. Have no. you ever have you ever related to Linda Belcher more? Have I ever related to Bob Belcher more than in this episode? <laughs> tell the tell the world. This is us. <laughs> this is us. When Linda is laying in bed and she's like, I haven't gone to sleep. He's like, Oh, wait, can you just play that part? Seriously, Bob, in bed. So, not a banjo moment? Let me check. Um, now. <laughs> Good night. Night. Bob, I swear to God. I'm sorry. I thought you were asleep. I waited. <laughs> Bob. Yep. Maybe one of the funniest Bob scenes. It's hilarious. Definitely one of the most underrated Bob scenes. I love the parts in the dark. Like the, I love the animation in the dark. How yes. well you can see them and like just Bob like pretending to go to sleep so that he can just like go reach for his banjo. But tell everyone why you relate to that so much. I think we've already told this story about how much I don't want to say that I hate your banjo. It's just Max is musical which is so freaking cool. He has this sexy-ass guitar that I see right here. Does he pick it up, play me love song, maybe strum some Bruce Springsteen in the other room that I can tap along to while I work? No. He picks up his banjo, and for the past five years, I kid you not, he has been learning the same like chord progression forever. So he's not doing any songs. He is just doing what Bob's doing, and he goes... And the banjo is a little plucky and annoying musical instrument. You are right. I feel exactly how Linda feels. In my defense, I I don't think I've ever pulled it out while you were sleeping in bed next to me. That's more like you fall asleep and I watch some like something on TV that's got like gunshots and explosions or something, and you're like, what the hell? When you watch like. Not Marvel shit, but like horrible action movies when I'm trying to go to bed. I'm just like, could they try to be any louder? Anyway, let's stop talking about ourselves. This is such a good runner. And while I do feel like I relate to Linda, I'm actually just like completely enchanted by Bob's storyline. I think it's so sweet that he, his like big 
when he gets the banjo and he's playing really well and you're like, oh my God, this is really good. And then you realize it's... <laughs> his fantasy. Yeah, his that's fantasy. me in my head all the time. I get it. I, I know get you get it. it. How the, do you feel? The Teddy line where he calls him an ethnic Steve Martin is hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, I also just really genuinely love Steve Martin and his banjo oh, obsession. Anytime, yeah, Stephen Mar- Stephen. Steve Martin posts a banjo video, I'm just like, play for me, a king. <laughs> One of the funniest moments, and we'll hear it before we go into the credits, is when Bob goes, Mr. Frond, and he wants to show him the banjo. Like, when has anyone ever approached Mr. Frond to have a conversation or, like, share anything with them? And Bob is just, like, on the Frond train. Yeah, I think Bob has kind of, like, run through who he can show without them, like, getting annoyed by him. So he's he's had to... uh, Resort to Mr. Frond. Yes. And I also love when like a B story or a runner collides with the A story. And so they're, we end this episode, they're all at the bonfire and Bob's like, this is a banjo moment. And even Linda's like, yeah. So I really, really love that. I give this B story just all the stars, just raining banjo Me too. stars. Me too. Let's go back. The episode. The main focus, this robot. Tina and Jimmy Jr. Will they, won't they? We get into the psyche of Jimmy Jr. in this episode more than ever. Yeah. Tina gets locked in the AV monitor closet. And he ends up in that closet to like, he's like going there to like curse his dad by himself. Which I loved. And I love that he like dances in mm-hmm. the closet. Like that's how he feels his feelings is through dance. I just genuinely love that. And he has to go do it in the closet. He's it's so sweet. I mean, maybe a metaphor. Maybe a metaphor, but keep going. So he's in there and eventually ends up talking to Tina and they have their longest face-to-face conversation. This is Tina's dream. And it was really nostalgic for me. I don't know if you, like, talked on the phone with your crush for, like, hours. And there's just literally nothing better than that. Did you have those moments? Yes. I mean, just talking on the phone. I think, and we'll get into this, but I think what's so special about it is it's very vulnerable and awkward to be in person. And there's something so safe about the phone. And I think that's what we have going on with Jimmy Jr. a little bit. Yeah, because it's a screen, it's not completely in person. It helps kind of like ease that comfortability. Although he does seem very self-absorbed. I was going to say, I went through so many different emotions in this episode. And I was just feeling so sad for Tina. Like he's using her. He's using her to, like, for therapy. Yeah, to make himself feel better. She's not getting much back. No. That being said, where I did... So I have a major problem with how Jimmy Jr. treats Tina in this. Like, a major problem. That being said, Jimmy Jr., he's ar- you know he's already having trouble with his dad. We know he's the worst dad in the world. I think that... What can you expect from him? I think he probably has... No one has taught him how to be kind or vulnerable. So this, like, is a big step for him. Like, he is doing a good job. But at the end of the day, he is being an asshole. Oh, wow. I love this analysis. I think you nailed it with him. 
I had a few days to think about it. I guess so. <laughs> how do you feel about, feel about how Jimmy Jr. was treating Tina? I think it's very, like, this is why this cartoon is so good. It's It's so intelligent for a cartoon. Like, we know why Jimmy Jr. kind of acts this way based on who his dad is and how his dad treats him. You know? He's not, like... He's a kid still. You know, he's still learning, but he's self-absorbed for, like, two reasons. Like, he's mm-hmm. his dad is that way. His dad mm-hmm. is cocky and arrogant and thinks everything he does is the best. So he pulls that from his dad. But he also doesn't get the attention from his dad that he mm-hmm. needs. And Tina kind of gives him that attention. So he, like, piles on Tina and just, like, you know, it's all about him. Yeah, exactly. And it's a very, not to get too gendered, it's a dynamic that I guess I, I'll just say I've seen in myself is kind of this, I'll save you, I'll be your support. And then you blink and you're like, wait, what about me? A year's gone by and like all you're doing is like helping this person or like fixing them. How do you feel about like the happy moments when they kiss on the beach or when there is like genuine connection? Are you happy for Tina? Are you like, no, girl. I, I, I'm happy for Tina. I'm like, you know, she's got to go through this stuff. We, we, You and I both know, we've discussed this numerous times, that yeah. she's not ending up with Jimmy Jr. No. We know who she's ending up with. We're Team Zeke. Yeah. So she needs to go through this stuff yeah. with him. And so I'm happy for her. She's, they're, they're you know. And she need, I think she needed to experience it, too. Mm-hmm. The highs and how he's treating her. And I really love the family gathering around her and being like, this isn't right. Like that, this isn't right. You need to go to the beach. I thought that was like such a healing, wonderful moment. I agree. How do you feel about Louise and Jean's story with the robot? I love it. We get them as the robot during the nighttime hours at Wagstaff, uh, roaming the halls with the security guard who we've seen in Burger Boss, way back when, I guess he's really yeah at the I arcade. Guess, yes, I guess he's just like the he security for hire. Apparently, um, it's maybe, like the photographer. Maybe does the arcade during the day and then does Wagstaff at night. But we learned that his name is Yuli here, mm-hmm. and this is the first time we hear his name. And I love his interaction with the robot. I love them convincing him that that he should obey the robot. There's one part where Yuli advises the robot to avoid Philly. And this was in reference to at the time, or like it was a couple years after, mm-hmm. there was a, a famous like hitchhiking robot that was making its way through the United States, I think. What? And it was destroyed by vandals in Philadelphia. So <laughs> I think that's what he meant there. Oh, I never would have picked up that reference. Oh, of course. I mean, it's like so far gone now, but it was in all the news and stuff that Hitchbot was, you know, yeah. making, his w- making its way through wherever it was going. Oh, and my goodness. It got attacked. What year was this? Do you know? Um, that was on in 2015. This was in okay. 2017. This episode came okay. out. So it was... All right. Hitchhiking Probably robot. written around the time. Yeah. Not that y'all need to know this, but we have this test center right by our apartment that is testing delivery food robots so like it deliver instead of having a doordash person or a delivery person the robot delivers your food to them but 
the robots practice outside of our apartment. Yeah, we always cheer them on. And we go, go, what are it's they? Coco. Coco, yeah. We go, 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 go. <laughs> and it's so cute, like, when it stops to, like, cross the street. Like, I just, it's very Wally. I imagine it looking both ways, and it's just the cutest thing ever. I love those little robots. Oh, by the way, thank you to everyone who was sending us the TikTok of the kid who actually had this robot situation? The that Tina, Tina robot, did. yes, not Explain the Coco it. robot, but like, yeah, a kid actually had. He was like not in school, and he had this little robot that just like it looks just like the Tina robot from the show. In school, he's he's rolling around. This was this on the year. screen. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly the same. But he he. He got it because he was misbehaving in school, so he wasn't allowed to come to school, but had to come to school as a robot. That's uh, I would misbehave left oh and right my gosh. if that's what I got to do. You just ram into people. Uh, yes, keep me out of school, and I'll just be a freaking robot at school. Oh my gosh, I can see you just like hiding in the closet of a teacher's room and just like whispering scary shit as the robot. As the robot. oh, I would do that as uh, just myself. <laughs> Max got in so much trouble when he was a kid. Uh, I was a such a troublemaker. One time, my mom substitute taught for my class, uh-huh. and I gave her like I would not let her teach. I was so disruptive. She just she never did it again. She was like, I think you wanted her attention. Probably, I like yeah. Jimmy Junior. You're like Jimmy this Junior. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is the first time we hear about Jimmy Junior's mom since Fortnite in Some, season four, in the form of. Museums. Yeah. So as someone who grew up with a single mom who was dating, I think one of his museums is like, my mom's friend Stan is okay. Yeah. I have never felt a sentence so hard in my life. It's hard to be mad at Jimmy Jr. even though he does not treat Tina well. Yeah. Because of his home life. Yeah. Also, Andy and Ollie have each other. He doesn't have that. Let me take that back. Yeah. It's so easy to be mad at Jimmy Jr. That's true. We do get pretty mad at him. (laughs) Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think we should make our way into the end credits unless you have something else to talk about. Maybe two more points. Tell me. Um... What do you think this note means? Hair's back, handling her amble. I don't even know if that was English. <laughs> okay. So one of my favorite Tina lines in this episode is when Frond is pitching this robot idea and the program is called Rump. And so he says, da 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 Rump. And Tina goes, I'm listening. <laughs> I was just dying. And then we'll end on a very sweet note before we go into the credits. Jimmy Jr. has a shit dad. So when Bob comes up to support him and he goes, you get it. You do your thing. Just listen to my musical changes. It was a really, really wonderful moment for me. Yeah, it's it's special. It is special, and um, I imagine if, like, maybe Jimmy Jr. and Tina started dating when they're, like, 15 and it lasts for, like, two months, I can imagine that Jimmy would get a lot out of having Bob around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about bringing these two storylines together and, like, the the, – so, like, the top of the iceberg is the, like, basic, like, banjo and robot. Yes. You know? But underneath, we have this Jimmy Jr. looking for kind of like, again, like some attention and recognition from his father for his his art and what he yes. likes. And that's that's dancing and music. He's very creative. Yes. And here comes Bob, who's also been looking for that connection kind of yes. with, his, with his music. And there you go. I love it. Yeah. So Bob got something from that moment. And then in true Bob's Burgers fashion, you don't – Wanted to get too cheesy, they hit us with an amazing joke. Jimmy Jr. is done. And Bob's like, oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to play the last moment. Believe it or not, the last moment before the end credits is a Zeke moment, which is great. But we'll play that last moment we were talking about with Bob saying, going to Mr. Frond. Then the Zeke moment, then we get to the end credits. Let's do it. Hey, Mr. Frond, check it out. Banjo solo. Listen. <laughs> I've been a little hard on you, but you step back at the right moment. I respect that. But I still gotta put you in the ocean. I said, get over here, get in the ocean. Oh, no, 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 Zeke! Watching you from a distant place. Skylar, after that moment with Zeke dragging the robot into the ocean, Mr. Fron has clearly had to run away from Bob's banjo to go 
make sure Zeke doesn't destroy that robot, which probably costs a lot of money. What happens? Where are we? What's what's the end credit sequence here? We are in the classic end credits kitchen sequence. Bob is at the grill. Tina is dancing next to Jimmy Jr., who is doing a dance. What? You just, your eyes went like, what? Oh, Jimmy Jr. is just like going to town. Yeah. He is dancing his ass off. This move was act- is actually a plant and payoff situation. He did this dance in the AV closet, but it was off screen because it was so low you couldn't see it. How I describe these moves are, um, if you guys have seen the Nutcracker, the the Russian, all those moves. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't do like a toe touch. It's like a low bend, leg kick, hands out kind of thing, right? A- yes. I know. I'm sure it has a- something yes. specific, that move, or yeah. it has a specific title or name, yes. but I like my version. I love your version. Yeah. It's tough to describe stuff on a podcast sometimes. It's so hard. And Tina is just kind of dancing like Tina next to him. You know what? This is metaphorical. Mm-hmm. She's there just supporting him, but letting him Shine. be the star. Yeah. Tina's moving her arms when she's dancing, though. That's a little rare. Yeah. Very. Oh, my gosh. We were at the park yesterday, <laughs> and this young teenager was just running full on exactly like tina like not moving his arms arms back yeah it was hysterical we should note that bob is the only one prepping burgers right now that's true that's he's all alone i'm calling you from my home base tina is not taking her eyes sorry i had to let it play because uh First of all, John, let's talk about the song real quick. Yeah. John Roberts singing that song. Fantastic. Perfection. This is from, there's a little montage in- You gotta have a rom-com robot montage. The episode, and this is that song pulled straight from there. And I don't know how else to explain it other than that Jimmy Jr. is going off. He's doing- Do you know how hard that would be? Yeah, he is a dancer. He is doing, he squats all the way to the ground and then does a 360 jump and spin. He does that like four times. Do you understand the cardiovascular strength that that takes? It's incredible. And you're right. You were saying as it was playing that Tina cannot take her eyes off Jimmy Jr. She is just watching him and in on. Honestly, I can't either in this. It's true. And how dare his dad not respect this? Yeah. That's talent. We all know his dad's an ass. Like everybody. Yeah. But what else happens here as all that music was playing? I know we had a lot of Jimmy Jr. dancing, but right kind of like around where I paused it, we get appearances by the rest of the family who've been missing. All right. So we get Louise and Jean riding the robot into the kitchen around behind Jimmy Jr. and Tina. But what do we see in the window? Linda is in the window, and you turned to me and asked me, what is Linda doing? What is she she holding? Yes, she is holding the remote control for the robot. So she is controlling it, letting her kids ride it all around the kitchen. Well, not only letting her kids, she's literally... Enjoying and having a blast. I love when... These parents, Linda and Bob, get in on something that is not appropriate for adults to condone. So messing around with school property is not like maybe the best, but it's the best to watch. Yeah, I like to think this is after the beach. 
They all came home. They somehow convinced Fran to let them take the robot home, or they didn't even tell him and just took it. And uh, they said, we're all celebrating. Can you imagine them just riding it home from the beach? <sighs> so good. <laughs> Linda controlling it. Yeah, it would take a very long time, I feel like. It does not move very fast. No, especially probably if you put more weight on it. It's probably yeah. very slow. This is one of my favorite things about Bob. This is pandemonium. This is chaos. And Bob's just cooking. And he's probably, the restaurant is probably closed. He's probably cooking dinner for everyone, including Jimmy Jr., even though he's a little shit, to his daughter. It's great. I wish Bob had his banjo around his. But let's let's really talk about this. Well, he said he, was gonna, he said he was about to give it away. So if this was after the beach, maybe they stopped and just, he had his banjo moment and he gave it away. No, 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 no. Okay. I think Jimmy Jr. got invited back. After that, because Jimmy Jr. doesn't want to go home to his dad who does not understand his art. So I think maybe after Burgers, Bob plays a little banjo, Jimmy Jr. dances to the banjo. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. So yeah, Bob's making dinner and then he's going to break the banjo out. That seems fair. But you are right that it does have to go. Before we finish up this, the very end of these credits, do you want to hear these lyrics? I really do because I didn't. Really get to hear the lyrics in the episode. Yeah, it's a little hard. So it's watching you from a distant place. I'm calling you from my home base. My satellite's spinning right out of control. Transmission to the moon. Now my messages go. And the moon is so cold. It's so cold. (laughs) I can see food on your face watching you from a distant place. Okay, so the food line is a callback to the episode. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of that song, Satellite of Love, that 80s song. Oh, I don't know that one. It's very 80s. It's like satellite of love. And so it's like all this spacey tech stuff love song. Ah, I know Dave Matthews' satellite. Oh. Satellite in my eyes. <laughs> that was like the Adam Sandler version of that song. Slava <laughs> hoo hoo. It was. Um, so is this like 80s synth pop, like... Tech. I guess I I mean that seems like uh, an area where John Roberts thrives. So yeah, I would think absolutely. so. Yeah. I don't know what it's necessarily um I I do wonder if this is inspired a little bit by Satellite of Love. It could be. i I don't think I know that song, Should so I you might be lyrics? right. Sure. Satellites gone up to the sky, things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Oh, satellite of love. Ah, satellite of love. Oh, satellite of love. Satellites gone way up to Mars. Soon it will be filled with parked parking cars. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Ah, satellite of love. Yeah, that that sounds more like he's actually got got kind of a crush on an actual satellite, <laughs> which I guess works for this, too. That's true. Does the song itself sound like this song, or is it more... We'll pull it up. No, it's slower. Oh, okay. We don't have to listen. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks we... for my... Okay. <laughs> shooting my, my theory out of the sky. I just don't have the patience to pull it up. Right <laughs> I know, now. me so, neither. For those of you listening and you want to hear Satellite by Lou Reed of The Velvet Underground and not you 2 Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish these end credits and then okay. score them. Oh, Jimmy's out of breath. 
Look at me. Look at me. I'm a robot. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Jr. kind of like gasses out and needs to take a few breaths as Louise and Jean are spinning around and we see that the robot on the screen is the robot that they pretended to be. Not Tina's face, obviously. And... Jimmy Jr. rushed to, you know, he catches his breath, but he goes right back he's to it. He's huffing for the and ends. puffing, and then he's right into it. Again. Yeah. And then we leave that screen to go to, like, kind of like the closing title cards, and we get that lovely little bonus Jocelyn voice. Okay. I do have a question for you. Yeah. I love Jocelyn. Yes. Would it be funnier if it said, um, is he on our grade? I guess so, except for this kind of has to do with the robot. I know, but I'm asking you which would be funnier. Look at tossing any Jocelyn line there, and I would be happy. Okay. The kid's arm looks like a burrito at the end of this. I don't care. <laughs> I love it so much. Highlights, low lights for these end credits. I don't. I think I've like gassed myself out. Should we just score them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the satellite lyric lookup second, and I've edited that down by the way at this point. We spent a long time on that satellite section. I was thrown off by you, too. Like, wow. what am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> we score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. uh go ahead. You're no, going you first. No, you go first. No, you go first. I did not know I was going to go this high. But there was just something about the chaos of it all and, like, following this, like, Jimmy Jr. and Bob moment up by inviting him back to the restaurant and, like... Tina and Jimmy ending on a good note, the kids getting to be themselves, Linda getting to be on it, and this amazing music, and then, bam, Jocelyn just takes you home. Yeah, that knocks it up like a half a point for me, just tossing in that Jocelyn voice. I'm going 9.5. Yeah, listen, I know we can't, I know after we've recorded and the scores are out there, we can't go back because it's out there. We released a large brother where fart thou recently, and I cannot believe I scored those so high. I'm like, what were you like? I, I must have been hyped up on cap. It's the great end credits, but these are much better. And I gave those a 9.75 and I'm giving these a 9.5 with you. And I uh-huh. think these are much better than those. Yeah. End we, credits. we fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I, you know, let's uh, take those down a bit. And these are a 9.5 for sure. I'm with you right there. Maybe on Patreon, we should do our biggest misses and like rescore them. That could be kind of fun. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We have to make a list, though. Yeah. Good job uh, plugging our Patreon at the end of the episode. That's pretty natural. Patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Those were the end credits to Ex Machina. Go watch Ex Machina. Great movie. Skylar's rolling her eyes. Oh, no. Go watch Misery. Yes. Great movie. Go follow us on social media. Bob's Credits. Wherever you... um, social media and uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram oh hello it's max you can follow skylar on instagram no crying and cooking and what else anything else we gotta say i'm just gonna say we satellite love you all oh not like a stay something it's a satellite love i wanted to like you know spice things up yeah let's go look up some more lyrics (laughs) okay Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.